Boom, coming to you live <coughs> from Asheville and uh, New York, right, Matt? I think that's where Matt lives. Yep, I'm here, the slums of Shyland. Shyland? How are we doing today, Jet? Not doing too bad. How are we doing? Oh, it's muggy here. It's hot in North Carolina. It's supposed to rain a lot. Looking at a Rubik's Cube. Have you ever solved yeah. a Rubik's Cube, Matt? Uh, no, I can't say I have. I, I've always come pretty close, but never been able to complete one. Have you? No. If you could have one talent, like, being really good at something, like, stupid, like, juggling. I, I mean, I don't know, some may say stupid. Or, like, magic. Or just, like, I don't know. What, what would you, you want to be good at? Oh, man. Maybe parkour. Parkour. American yeah. Ninja Warrior Matt. Just imagine, just imagine jumping like off walls and going from like building to building. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd probably like that would be a sight to see. Probably jump to like a window or something, just like shatter it. My name would be. Uh, spider. Do you remember spider? <laughs> spider, huh? <laughs> the spider or just spider? Yeah. Spider. S P Y D E R. What would Spider Man think of that? You How think he, you? he would be kind of flexing on his territory a little bit? Potentially. Potentially. I mean, if you had one talent you could be really good at, what would you want it to be? Um, drawing caricatures of people <laughs> really yeah, i think it would be really cool to just draw oversized heads and uh over dramatic gestures and <laughs> gargantuan proportions make some yeah. money to sit out draw people kind of fuck with their shit a little bit kind of creepy in a way if you think yeah, about it yeah it is really creepy a character dr- I don't know it's just like something's off but yeah I mean yeah so well so you you're a photographer you would say you could call me that I guess yeah sure I could call you are you James Natchett way oh dare I ask who is that Oh, he's this uh, kind of, he's a famous war photographer. Um, he's great. I mean, he's my one of my favorite photographers for sure. But uh, no, on a serious note, you know, you, you've been doing photography for quite a bit, a couple of years. You know, uh, I don't know, what are some things you like find that you love about it and just some of like the joy you have in this hobby? Well... Personally, I like taking a moment in time that sort of evokes something. Like, I was living in Washington, D.C. for a little while. And I was there throughout the election cycle. And I got to see kind of like the White House before, you know, Trump got in. And like the Obama era days. And like things changed a lot with like the administrations and like. But it's still, like, the same town, but, like, at the time, like, it was just much more turbulent, and, like, people weren't protesting as much, um, and just people, like, I was capturing, like, the climate day, that was interesting. But some of the other photos that, like, photography, I don't know, I started out kind of being more interested in landscapes, and over time, I sort of got more into, like, street photography and like kind of capturing like sort of like interesting moments like happening and like I don't know it's I feel like it's a lot of I feel you kind of have to always have your camera on you you told me that and like the best photographers always have their camera on them at all times because you never know when you'll miss something yeah and that's a great point I mean 
there's a photo that Jet took when he was in California. I mean, you should tell people about it. It's one of the be- best photos I've ever seen from, like, amateur. Like, it, it feels as if it's a prof- like, professionally done. And it's just, like, so awesome because the picture itself just kind of brings you to, like, everything going on. You know, from the composition to the story to everything. I mean, like, Liam, you should just let us let like tell share share the story with uh everyone but i mean if you just saw this photo it's just it's it's breathtaking in a way because there's so much going on and just how everything it's just like liam was saying everything's in the moment and to me that's always a great photo like you were saying someone capturing uh a moment and a really unique moment and you know building off also it's just you always need to have your camera on you i think yeah i'll post that for uh the facebook i'll put that up on the skeleton crew facebook page and you said there's an instagram right yeah yeah we have instagram as well but i'm telling you it definitely could easily be in uh national geographic i could see it's just like so much is going on at least a feature piece or something like one of those student essays or uh, a photo assignment but there's just so much cool stuff going on I mean yeah that uh, that was a cool moment and we it was with the uh, one of our mutual friends Kev and we went out to uh, it was near Oakland Drive or Oakland Road and there was this big just forest fire like going up the side of the mountain and it was just chasing it up to the top and there was uh this plane that was like coming up um like from behind it and i captured the plane spraying this substance called phoscheck which is a fire retardant it's like bright red and the like the bright red just streaks down through this gray smoke trail that's left by the fire and this guy i think the most interesting part of that one is this guy is like setting up his camera and like the tripod is uh the tripod is just like he's looking down like putting it like the lens on the the plane flew away after that and the fox check was like all out and it was he missed it you gotta be hyper vigilant too. I feel. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. I mean, Liam should definitely share the photo just for everyone to see because it is such a in the moment and just to me it just brings me uh, to the scene and like I don't know it's an awesome photo. One of the best photos I've seen from like an amateur, for sure. I'm not some like photography critic or anything like that but i don't know just to see something kind of out of the ordinary and stuff you usually see whether it's in the news or something in national geographic or you know discovery or anything like that and just to see it you know done by you is awesome yeah right place right time thanks matt i appreciate that man and you sir have some phenomenal photos from when you studied abroad and you got some really good one in Istanbul, right? Yeah, uh, there's the picture of the these two girls in the trash can we kind of talked about last mm-hmm. week. Um, yeah, I, you know, I feel like I kind of fell out of uh, taking photos in a way. I don't know why, but I do want to get back into it eventually like soon rather than later because i do miss it you know it was always something to uh have like some sort of adventure which i always thought was fun you know when i was in europe i didn't care and would go to the probably the more obscure places you know go to this place called sop i don't know i might have the photos still but it was basically this like vietnamese market Mm. in the middle of the czech republic and to get out there was a huge pain in the ass. You had to take the train all the way to the end and then hop on a bus. And then you're, like, way out in the country. So you're about, like, an hour away from the city of Prague. 
and inside this little place called Sapa was like essentially I don't know it was like not sweatshops but these little huts where all these like fake clothes and stuff like that where you could buy but I had this photo of these guys playing poker and I just like snap you really weren't supposed <coughs> to be taking photos inside just probably because of all the illegal stuff that they were doing but I snapped this quick photo of these Vietnamese guys playing poker and it was that's for me that's probably my most favorite photo that I have um, for sure I don't know if I've seen that one actually I feel like I don't know what if I have? Well, that was your favorite photo to take, or is that your favorite photo? Oh, Matt, sorry. It's I said, good. was that your favorite photo to take, or was that your favorite photo? Uh... Probably my, I would say probably one of my favorite photos. I don't know if it was my favorite one to take, but it was up there, you know. But like I said, it's a great hobby. I think everyone should get involved in uh, doing it. It's just something to do. And who cares if you suck at it at first or whatnot. It's, I don't know, it's challenging and something new and you learn something and you know it's basically learning a new skill and you never know where you could go with it something you can always do on the side you know i've gotten a couple friends into it uh just from like me like and i don't even do it that much anymore but definitely something i want to get back into yeah it's definitely rewarding it's a challenging hobby to get at at first but like all things with some practice you can get the hang of it and you can uh, get some good results from it. It's a labor of love. Yeah, absolutely. So this artist, the one in this picture that you sent, do you know any other stuff? Like, where'd you get this? Like, what's art like in New York City? Like, do you go to, like, any like, art shows or anything like that? Um, I haven't been... That was an illustrator. I got that from when I was with Inc. Uh, I think it was just one of... When we used to do a lot of work with illustrators, so they would just send us, like, a little... Basically, thank you. Like, appreciation for helping out. Um, I haven't been... Not really, to be honest with you. I haven't been to too many shows uh, i've been to some but they're all different you know it's it's kind of cool you ever seen like any of the fashion shows going on or anything like that or any of the like the met gala or <laughs> no i've i've yet to see i saw i think it was the nba draft one year i just saw a couple of players walking by that guy chris dunn like walking down the street, I like walked right past him. It was cool. I mean, that's the only. It's not a show, but it's more sport related. I maybe it is a event. show. I don't know. But it's a, yeah, an event. But no, I've never seen the Met Gala. You haven't been like near it or anything. I seems. Mean. Okay. No. Yeah. No. You didn't get an invitation either. No, surprisingly, not yeah, me not neither. this year. I'm kind of pissed. Maybe next. Right? I, I don't really understand why they wouldn't invite us. Yeah, style. I think you need to talk. I think you need to talk to Tom Brady. Maybe they're just jealous. He looked like Captain Crunch in that fucking thing. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting dude. Do you want to talk about gentrification? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just call a wrap on this one? You don't uh, like it? I'm not. I don't know. The energy, I don't think, is there from the first one we did. You don't think did. so? Not oh, really. man. Not, not in a bad way. 
think we should keep going. I thought we had it, man. I really do. Yeah, maybe. We can keep going. Yeah. Gentrification. What a process. Well, I mean, you've experienced a... I mean, you've seen both sides of it from the nonprofit sector in DC. I want you give people like a little bit of a background, uh, what you're doing in DC, and I guess some of your, I don't know, some of your thoughts on it. So basically, I worked at this place that was an intermediary, I guess you could say, between affordable housing purchasers like incentivized to like create affordable housing and the people that actually like built the place like the construction and I worked within that and basically it was a place that sort of spread like awareness about what can happen to people that are rent burdened. So there's one story in particular when we were driving around Washington, D.C. in the middle of like this cold early March day. And it had just been like really warm the week before and then it just dropped. We got a bunch of snow and it was gray and cold, and, like, just nasty out. And we're just going around on this rented bus. And one of the guys, that, one of the higher-ups that had lived there for a long time throughout the 70s, 80s, more 80s, like, coming up in that time, and he was just kind of giving a, like, brief description of what happened, like, throughout the city in that time, like, where things that were not normally there were more, like, dangerous and kind of, like, um, just um, not what they were they weren't like shops and like all sorts of other things and like he uh, was just talking about how the basically like it just became like the prices got so high there and people just started moving in and um, he uh, was talking to how there was this like group of CEOs there with, with him and they kind of have like a same like uh, retreat, and they said like ten million dollars. Like they spent like they asked him like how much that would get them there, and like the guy was basically like ten million dollars would still get you. You'll still be hearing the baby crying next door now. He's like it wasn't always like that, and like the guys were like, oh well, I don't want to hear my neighbor from my house like or something like if they had it where they lived in northern Maryland. But it was interesting to go around and have him describe what was going on throughout that time period and how it changed. Yeah. Now, over as years progress, things change. Um, it is. I mean, it's kind of... In every major city, I think they're going to face it at some point. Uh... I guess my biggest question always was were like how does I guess like in a, well I guess let me ask you this uh, are you for it or are you against it gentrification yeah well I think I'm against it in the sense that there are people getting pushed out that are just trying to work and get by. Uh, at the same time, uh, there are areas that have been cleaned up in the process of gentrification and they do become better, albeit they come with a jacked up price tag and then they push everyone else out and don't like save like a lot of the residents that lived there before or find a solution. And the, there's uh, a lot of problems that happen with that and places that are zoned and it's a lot of natural 
like segregation through like kind of redlining. So there's uh, that's a big issue. Um, but that those are my I guess thoughts on that. If that makes sense. No, it does. Um, absolutely, it does. And I kind of I'm in the same boat. I am against it, but I also, in a way, agree with it. I think if I am for it, do it in a way where you restore the historical side of a neighborhood. But then I also feel for the people who are going to eventually get kicked out of there because they are going to jack up the prices and make it cleaner. It's, in a way, it's, I I don't know, it's kind of a lose-lose situation. I view it because no one's really winning you know like the people who who've been there forever are finally getting their community fixed but then they're almost can't afford to live there anymore but I don't know how it is in other cities uh, but in New York they have this rent stabilized like basically if you were living in a certain neighborhood like you pay the same rent that you were paying when you first started so some people are paying like five hundred dollars for like a two bedrooms is just hypothetical but they pay really low rent compared to what people are paying now and i don't know if it goes the same way if you have any experience with that in dc you know if you know if there's any similarities in other places that uh are kind of using the same model to try to help the people in those neighborhoods stay there but that's it's always it's kind of a hard pill to swallow because you do want to see a community improve but you also want the people who started that community or have been there for a long time also stay as well yeah and it's a very cyclical thing where people can get stuck and can't get out of situations because they are renting and like they can't afford and it pays to be a homeowner in the united states it's a lot of tax breaks and uh and and there's a flip side to the landlord argument i mean people will argue that landlords are uh you know pieces of shit but like you know sometimes they like you know they have to run their business and like you have to look at from i guess that point of view where um but people get screwed over by landlords that aren't always in like the best situations and like prices get jacked up and they can control it and like kind of like once an area is starting to get gentrified like the landlords will just like rack up the prices and that's how a lot of people leave which is also interesting too yeah in the last area i was living in harlem uh my building certain units were definitely renovated you know brand new but then there's people who've been there for a while and management or the landlord won't update their place they're looking for them to leave to like before fixing anything mm-hmm. so it's it's crazy i don't know there's definitely uh some shitty people out there that do that kind of stuff but it's like you're saying too it is a business it is but I always think do it in a way where it'll, you know, benefit both sides, but I don't think that we could ever get to that uh, conclusion on anything. (laughs) People are greedy. (laughs) Yeah. Money, money, money. Do you like gambling? I do. Uh, I don't gamble that often, but I do like the thrill of it. I think it's fun every once in a while you know i like playing blackjack i've never played craps i would like to learn it seems like a fun game but uh yeah no i would do not a huge sports better it's hard i think but it depends on how you bet on a sports on a sports game i mean what you think of legalizing all sports betting i mean states it's up to states basically good idea on remembering that i i find it hard to believe it snuck up out of nowhere on me i just heard about it as it was like getting talked about but i think i don't know it'll be interesting fredo will, will be excited 
Yeah, I mean he's a, yeah, I mean he's a guy who's going to the casino already. So now he actually can, not use a bookie. But you know this is all. It, it doesn't hurt bookies either because you know people who use bookies use credit. So I think people will still use them just yeah. as much. Just because they have that relationship and you could bet credit on it versus you know paying the money up front. But. Uh, I think this is the first step moving forward. I think the next thing is going to be uh, talking about marijuana and weed. I think that's this is gearing towards that. And my that's my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, it's crazy that it's still illegal and has so many states that are legalized and going under the federal wing of it. Yeah, what is it, more than half are legalized, at least medicinal, or I don't know how many states are actually recreational, but majority of them are medicinal. Really? I believe so. I wish we had, like, I'm like Joe Rogan, Jamie, look that up, <laughs> or something. Yeah. We can't afford one of those guys <laughs> yet. No, but just think about it, though. You know, the states that are medicinal, you know, you have New York, Massachusetts, you have California, I mean, and also including recreational, uh, uh, Colorado, Seattle, I mean, Washington, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure, I think Alaska is up there. Is it legal in Alaska? I think so. I'll look it up right now for you. Trying to say the flow is bad. You think it's really, you think it's bad, Matt? Uh. <laughs> Twenty four states are legalized. Twenty four. Yeah, so I was close. close. And no cigar. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's just. It's. I think when we finish this one, listen, listen to this one, but then listen to the okay. first one. And I think you'll see what I'm saying. Do you think we just sound like tired or something? I think that could be it. Is it the chemistry? No, it's not the chemistry. I just think uh, maybe it's we're just both tired. I say we charge on. I think, honestly, the beginning was funny. Talking about those hobbies. Yeah. Well... If you could do another yeah. one, what would it be? What do you no, mean, another, another podcast? another weird hobby. Another weird yeah, hobby? Yeah, like skill, <laughs> I mean. Oh, man. like to be really good at dance dance revolution i don't know that's a i mean i guess being able to do flip it's not a hobby i wouldn't even know if this is a hobby but being able to do a standing flip standing flip (laughs) okay no i like that no i I don't know if that's necessarily front flip or back flip Either. Choose one. What do you think would be more badass to you? Back. Yeah. The backflip. The gainer backflip. I think the backflip backfl- would be a little bit easier to pull off versus a front <laughs> flip. Because at least you can like, throw all your weight back. Yeah, to do a front flip, you'd have to be like running into it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I see people do that. That shit's wild. Yeah, the snowboarders and just like flying over a mountain like huge booter. Just like doing like 1080s. I don't know how they can tort their bodies like that and just hold a 
hold a position and just like lock and just like land it from like those heights and just like go like down the mountain safely. It's just a wild thing to watch. Same with gymnastics. Yeah. Gymnastics. That shit's crazy. Look at how fast those people are throwing their bodies. Who's your favorite gymnast? I don't have one. How about you? Gabby Douglas. <laughs> what? What? How do all those guys make their money through sponsors? For the most part. Yeah. You think they have second jobs? Nah. They're yeah. just chilling. They make enough money if they're good. That's probably a goal of mine to go to the Olympics. Just like spectate. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, dude. Put me on the curling. You could. Put me yeah, on I was gonna say team. that's your that's your weird hobby. You pick your third. You know. Be a third. professional curler. Yeah. I can see you doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or in one of those uh, those luges that go down, the ice luges. <laughs> You'd be like, cool runnings, Matt. Dude, I would probably fly on it because I'm a heavy dude. So that sled would be going fast. That's one thing I never understood. Everyone's always like, oh, they need a lighter person. But I don't know, get a heavy-ass guy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you picking up speed, you'll probably wipe out at some point. <laughs> Just fly over the edge. Seriously. You ever go down? That's one crazy-ass thing. You ever go down a water slide? Go to a water park. And then when you're going down, it just feels like when you get to those certain curves, it feels like as if you're going to fly out. And it's like, how safe is this really? When you're in... Out, like when you're going through a tunnel or when you're going through just like a regular slide or what? Or the log flume? Uh, More just a regular slide. Like the one that's not covered. Maybe it's it's one of those half. It's half and half. It's like uh, milk. You know? it's Some of it's covered, some of it's not. But once you hit the uncovered part, it's like, oh shit. Like I could fly out of this thing. There's a couple times where I've gone down. <laughs> like I've gotten pretty close to the top. <laughs> or it's like I might fly out of this shit. Yeah, you are a big dude, so I could see that. Like, just like swinging over. Yeah. It's like, maybe maybe water parks aren't for You and Butler. People. No, you guys are just like solid. You and Butler. <laughs> Butler would probably just do the same. No, but I mean, seriously, though, like, uh, I mean, you, you always go to an amusement park or some sort of park that's just, like, filled with fat people. <laughs> you know, we're, like, <laughs> the thing we're pushing is we're pushing how big, uh, I don't know, are these rides designed for how big some of these people are that go on them? Yeah, it's definitely... I wonder if they would honestly someone like really big there get stuck or does has gotten stuck in a water slide. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what would you even imagine getting Dude, stuck? Dude, I would in a freak tunnel? out. I would freak the fuck out. If it was like jammed, I would scream. <laughs> I'd scream. <laughs> You're stuck in Actually, no, no, I would, I would not scream, I would hold my breath and <laughs> just claw my way out. They probably like wouldn't a, let them this will. They probably wouldn't let you on, but then again, they probably would have to. Let they like you unscrew on. the like slide and grab like a crane and just hoist everyone down. <laughs> Get the jaws of life saw through that shit. Did you go through? Go to a lot of water parks as a I kid. I've been to a good amount. I went to the Adirondacks yeah. growing up couple summers in a row extended family and all that and um my mom's side and they like all go rent cabins with like even more extended family 
and they uh, rent some cabins in Adirondacks and like I forgot where, but on like one of the lakes. There's a water park in the middle of town, which is like 25 minutes away from where we like normally would like stay. And I remember going there as a kid a lot, and just like going to other water parks. When I was in, um, when I was in Philly, Dorney Park, there was uh, like Wild Water Kingdom was sweet. Yeah, dude, I love water parks. They're probably my favorite. They're up there. Water parks, no, they're they're fun. Amusement parks are the shit. Yeah. Though. Are you a roller yeah. coaster guy? The best is Cedar Point, man. Cedar Point is just awesome. Would you ever go on uh, King Dakar? I've been on something similar to King Dakar. I went on uh, Millenn- or no, Dragster. And uh, it, like, goes... I it, It's, like, the second tallest, I think. And uh, it, like, just goes up. Doesn't King Dakar do the same thing? It, like, goes up and just, like, loops, like, down. Yeah. At and the it's end, like a, yeah. There's, like, a corkscrew. The corkscrew is... Though, in my opinion, the scariest. I was you like ghost dude. You're up there sideways, and you're. I think it was 420 feet exactly, which you know, kind of ironic, but you know, 420, bro, dude. Yeah, but like, dude, and out. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna Google it. But yeah, we. Uh, I went there a couple times. I went with Connor Cook actually. Um, I think it was the first time I ever went. Uh, with him and my friend Sean and uh, we stayed with like his aunt and we told his aunt my name was Edgar so she was calling me Edgar the whole time uh, he introduced me and he was like this is my friend Edgar she's like oh nice to meet you Edgar like uh, how are you and the whole time she was calling me Edgar and then my a couple times uh, I would see her later on and my mom met her once and she's like oh like Edgar is such like a nice guy and my mom's like Edgar like Who's that? <laughs> She's like, you know, Edgar. It was, it was great, but we uh, went there. Then another time I went for a physics field trip, and this kid barfed over uh, some friends of mine that I knew on the way back on the bus ride. That was a... That was a... Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Poor guy ate a rotten cheeseburger at like the, one of the places that had the selling food. Oh my god, that they have, yeah. That's just sometimes you want. I mean, they have to have that kind of food at a at a theme park, but at the same time, you're just like looking for a disaster. <laughs> like you're setting, they're setting themselves <laughs> up. <laughs> but like, what else are you gonna have there? It's true. <laughs> Some rotten you know? ass meat. Like, yeah, a bunch of gross ass <laughs> shit, nachos, fake. Fake uh, cheese. Fried and shit. <laughs> yeah, that'll give you the shits real quick, that food. Yeah. Man. Asheville weird, bro. Had I said Asheville What's weird, that? dude. Keep keep Asheville weird. On train Asheville. Man, what is? I mean, what do you think is the craziest thing you've seen at a amusement park? Or backtrack for a second. What do you think of kids, parents that put their kids? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's pretty fucked up, but. Man, some of those kids are just running wild. <laughs> but I don't know. It's none of my business. I just, it's a little weird to see. You. <laughs> That's for sure. It's probably the most degrading thing to do to a kid. <laughs> it is really degrading, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <Honestly. laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Were you ever on a leash as a kid, man? <laughs> 
No. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. No, man. I've seen kids on. When I was a kid, I saw kids on <laughs> parks on the leash. My, my parents used to threaten Did me. They really? Just to like, That's not funny. Threaten me. It was more just like, more just like mess with me. It's like, hey, you want to you want to go on a leash? I was like, no. That's funny shit. That stuff. I don't know. I've seen people puke. Uh, like one on another time, there was this kid on. I think the real culprit of the worst is fairs or carnivals. Fairs are pretty bad. I've seen some people get like really fucked oh up God. at fairs and just like get super sick and like four locos yeah and one like one of those rides where like it's like those circular things that just spin around that huge circular like disc with like the wall everyone oh, faces yeah. like puts their back to uh someone puked in there one time i remember and it just like went everywhere and just spun around That's I I got almost I almost threw up. On that <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I don't. I just remember lifting my head up and I just like swoosh, slammed me back. I'll tell you what, I'm probably more afraid of people puking on me than I am the actual ride. Yeah, I'm really? serious too. <laughs> when we were kids, we used to flip off the camera. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, went we right run. for it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we would run down and they say, We removed it. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> we removed Just it's a blank like a... screen with like their logo on it and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think it's funny? <laughs> <laughs> You're just a kid. Like, ah. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I wave my nipples to it i was like rubbing my nipples and like oh. did it in the camera a couple times shit like that <laughs> oh my god probably if i went to a theme park again maybe i would do that again flip it off just to be a just, just to, to be, be a little rabble rouser yeah no nah, i wouldn't do that but oh no, that stuff's funny. I mean, even carnivals, some of the creatures that are working those machines, it's like, do I, if I was a parent, do I really trust these guys with my kids' lives going on it? And then you have the brave parents who are like, all right, I'm going to go on the ride with them. So it's like, you look at it like this. If something goes wrong, at least we're both going out together. Do you, um, do you remember when that kid got, like, decapitated? by that ride that like went off and like basically just got his head just like slammed by like the uh, ride coming back no yeah was it in jersey i'm not sure actually i forget what do you think of new jersey (laughs) oh that's a loaded (laughs) question um I've been actually. I have some fun. I have some good history with Jersey. I went to Tom's River a lot as a kid growing up when I was living in Philly area, like outside of Philly. And uh, I always like going with this friend I had named like Ricky, and like we would go and we would like just like play video games the whole time. Because at the time I was just like really fat and lazy, and would just like eat a bunch of chicken wings and like eat cheese fries and play like Resident Evil Four. But, you know, we would go out sometimes and, like, jet ski. His parents, like, had, like, some cool, like, toys. And they had a little beach house with a pool. And we would go out in the boat sometimes. Well, I caught a huge bluefish, actually, there. It was, like, 13 pounds, if I remember. Jeez. What? Oh. They put up a fight. Yeah, they things. do. They do. They have razor-sharp teeth. They taste like shit. If anyone's... Oh, I really? can imagine it's coming out of <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> do you believe? Do you believe in that whole stereotype? It really sounds. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're a New Yorker, man. Um, for me, I I don't know. No, I don't. 
I haven't been to like really bad. Well, what's the worst part of Jersey? You think? Seaside. Seaside. Yeah, absolutely. It's like Jersey, Long Island people. It's a bunch of douchey people all get oh, together. No. Are we gonna get hate mail from them? <laughs> Maybe. Sorry, yeah, Jersey. Fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you, Jersey. We don't need you. We got Ohio. Yeah, that's right. We got Ohio. Nah, nah. What do you mean? I'm just saying we uh, we have Ohio, but now we don't because I'm, I'm burning Ohio. I'm looking for those photos, man. I'm having a hard time finding them. Foss check one. That one's a great photo. Seriously, people, if if Liam posts this on uh, our social media accounts, just look at it. I mean, just from the composition to the moment, and that's, again, that's what makes really good photography is just getting something really just in the moment. Not to sound like some sort of guru or, like, I, uh, you know, what do I know? But to me, that's what... Uh, makes good photography or what I like to look forward to yeah I'm having a hard time finding it I have some uh, other ones that I can post from forest fires but yeah the Foss check one is uh, elusive right now I have Do it you? yeah it's from I actually looked it up today I don't know where I put it Go to... Uh, I'll forward it to you. I know I have it on my old Mac. Have you listened to like Kid Cudi lately? Is he uh, still doing anything? I was thinking about him the other day. Yeah, he came out with a song with uh, what's his face, Billy Corrigan. Wow, it was actually pretty good. It was part of some movie with The Rock, but it was I liked it. It was pretty good. I lo- I watched a good TED Talk with uh, Kid Cudi the other day. It was an old one, but it was good. What did he talk about? Uh, he's just trying to give like guidance to kids in Ohio about life and just like his journey and stuff like that. It was good. It was solid. And I listened. Then after that, I looked up his old interview with Joe Rogan, and he was just like talking about addiction and everything like that. It was good. It was really good. I never listened to that one. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I just looked up kind of the bigger moments of it. But it was, uh, the bigger moments, it was good. It was just, yeah. The guy's been through kind of like a a lot of shit. He would wake, this first thing he was saying he would do when he'd wake up is, uh, crack open a beer, do a couple lines and then smoke weed and, and then go about his day. Oh, really? He was in like a lot of coke too, huh? I... Yeah, he was just he was just saying like he didn't see it as an issue because he would just go home and do it, and he was doing it in his own house. And then essentially, once he just got out of it, it was just like whoa. Yeah, I know. When like Man on the Moon too, he kind of talks like goes through like his coke problem. But um, it almost sounds like, do you think he like quit with like weed just because he thought he had, well, he does have a substance problem with a coke? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Probably. I feel like once you getting treated for one thing, they make you do the other. There's no like in between. It's good you got clean, man. 
Yeah, it is. And uh, he's probably one. He's, I mean, he played a huge part in my life, for sure. Not to sound corny or anything like that, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of kids our age growing up, when he came out with his, uh, you know, his mixtape from his first album to his second album. I mean, in the second album, I think, resonated with a lot of people in different ways. Maybe not the addiction part for so much for me, but just like other parts of it. It's just like, whoa. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I liked uh, Man on the Moon, too, a lot when I was a, uh, a freshman in college. I remember Alex Pritchard got me into it, and you did, too. Alex Pritchard was... Uh, I wonder where he is right now. Yeah, that guy must have fell off the wall. He had the stinkiest blanket, my roommate. It was like his grandmother's quill in it. He had like this stinky blanket that was just like... He would put his uh, shoes out and they would just reek. And he would put his feet in the bed and it would just like stink his blanket up. And man, he would smell. And man would like fuck with me. <laughs> And pretend like it didn't. The whole room would freak. And Alex would be like, Oh, come on. It doesn't smell in here. And Matt would just be like, Yeah, man, come on. <laughs> I don't know why he's getting so upset. And, like, Alex would just go on. He would drink. One time he had a Mountain Dew drinking contest with one of these other kids that we knew, Joe Fallon, one of our friends. And they chugged two, two liters, uh, one piece, and... They wanted to see who drink it. And Joe, like, <laughs> got, like, I don't know, a third of the way there. And Alex straight chugged this two-liter. And then violent, in one, and, like, <laughs> then violently, like, threw up into a trash can. Like, bright green Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And then the guys from <laughs> Monjas were like, you got to get yeah, out of here. And he's like, he's like, get that shit out of here. <gasps> Joe, Fallon, Joe Fallon was, uh, he's like, I could do this. I was like, no, you can't. Only wackos can do this kind of stuff. <laughs> it was a sight to see. He chugged it out in like 13 seconds. It was amazing. <laughs> Dude, he just downed it. <laughs> he dropped out with like uh well i don't want to talk too much 